Donnie Darko, minute seven. What you know is true Don't have to tell you I love your precious heart Welcome to the Donnie Darko Minute The number one daily Donnie Darko podcast on the internet The only Donnie Darko podcast on the internet Hey, still counts Yeah I'm Angelo Natoli and here with me is Paul Kelch Finally only 15 years for you to say my name right, finally. I'm just saying it the way it was spelt. Jeez. Yeah, and it's spelt Kelch. All right. Okay, <laughs> you got me. All right, so the minute opens up with an annoyed-looking Donnie and closes with him reading. Yeah, and we've, we got another uh, quote there of fuck ass. Again, people, do your own research. I'm not doing that dirty work for you. Uh, Eddie Darko finds this hysterical, and he laughs. Yep. I definitely like that, you know, uh... Definitely gives you like that nice like a uh, playful feeling that Eddie has. He's kind of like the the good cop of the family, you know. Rose is definitely more the uh, the bad cop, the enforcer. Yeah, but I feel like his dynamic with Elizabeth is different than that. He seems a little more rougher on her. Yeah, I mean maybe you know Donnie's just the, uh, the his favorite. You know, he's, that's his boy. You know, Elizabeth is his rebellious, annoying daughter. liberal daughter. Liberal, liberal daughter, exactly. All right, uh, then we get to see a look into Donnie's room. Uh, it's not that big. He only has a twin bed. There's like a Native American tapestry in the background. Yeah, um, smallpox for you, I hope. <laughs> um, there's a lot of other stuff in the background, but we can't really make it out. Hopefully, at the 4K re-release, we'll get to see a little more of that. Yeah, everything will be nice and clear, you know, larger than life. Yeah, hopefully we don't see, like, in the background, a My Little Pony doll or anything like no. that. No! Yeah, hopefully Donnie's not a brony. No, come on. Why, why would you do that? Why would you say that? Now, now you just ruined this whole movie for me. I don't know if I can carry on now. But uh, he might not be a fan of My Little Pony, but he's definitely a fan of MC Escher because we also see there's a black and white poster in Donnie's wall, and it's of an eye reflecting a skull. This is a reproduction of a MC Escher sketching. Nice. Yeah, it was made in 1946. Uh, fittingly, it's entitled The Eye. Obviously. It's Escher's own eye greatly magnified by using a shaving mirror. Interesting. Yeah, the center of the pupil reflects a skull, and he's teasing us with one with the one who watches over all of us, the fate of each of us, death. which is death, obviously. Interesting. It's kind of like a, a close-up of, uh, was that, uh, Andy Warhol's painting or whatever with him? Is that who it is that does a painting of his reflection? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm <laughs> not the close up of that. I'm not the biggest yeah. student of Warhol, but that that uh, rings true to me. So Escher died in 1972. So that's a. Um, was Donnie born in 72? Uh, let's see. If how old is he? He's a senior. If he's like 17 or 18 in 88, then he would have been. I'm terrible at math. This is when, gonna be. When fun. was it? Uh, when did Escher die? Uh, 72. 72, so he would be, if he's 18 and 88, he would have been born in 70. Okay, so he died as a two-year-old. Okay, so Etcher de- was definitely, like, in pop culture still at the time. Yeah, actually, all artists, you know, they're, they get more popular if they die, so who knows? Maybe he was, like, the big thing then. So a lot of Etcher's art was uh, mathematically inspired, although he said that he doesn't consider himself to have any mathematical ability. Just like you. 
Yeah, just like <laughs> me, I'm terrible at that. Yeah, no, he makes all he did a lot of those drawings and paintings of like the those Hogwarts style staircases that have stairs going all in possible directions. You know? Yeah, you walk up one, come out the on the other side upside down. Yeah, it's pretty cool. His art became well known among scientists and mathematicians, um, and and in pop culture, especially after it was featured in Martin Gardner's April 1966 Mathematical Games column in Scientific American. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's a much bigger deal back in the day than it is now. Scientific and American, or even like Popular Mechanics. Like, yeah, nobody really reads those magazines anymore. People still read magazines. Oh yeah, you have a point. <laughs> You know what people do do still, though, Paul? What do they do? Listen to podcasts about movies. They better. <laughs> Pays the bills. Yeah, please. Uh, not yet, anyway. Yeah, so there's a lot of geometry in Escher's paintings and stuff. He deals a lot with the metaphysical, a lot of impossible angles and things like that, which would uh, coincide with the way Donnie looks at the world. He seems yeah, to... You know, it's definitely a good piece of artwork, you know, that uh, Richard Kelly picked to put in this scene. Definitely speaks to, I think, you know, the tone of the movie and every and all that, you know? Yeah, uh, I think a lot of things in the background of the movies are there for yeah, specific it's, it's reasons. A, good thing that there's a podcast, you know, that goes through all these scenes to pick out these things for people. Like, another thing I never really noticed before is Donnie's lamp next to his bed is uh, carved into the shape of an owl. Yeah, you know, he's he's a night owl. You know, he's always out at night yeah he, sleepwalking around waking owls up the never sleep at night he doesn't sleep at night so you know a lot of those things are are connected i don't think anything is just in the background just to yeah, be there there's no coincidences in this movie so after the uh so the next thing that happens in this minute is rose knocks on the door and forcibly w- makes her way in yeah she doesn't wait for him to answer it's which, her house and as long as he's on the her roof i don't know do that's that's a risky wants. move to do to a teenage boy yeah, I mean, I, this is before the internet, so I mean... You never know, he might have like a... A Playboy or something, you know, yeah. underneath the mattress. Lingerie, uh, you know... Magazines. Magazines, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the things you had to do before the internet. <laughs> so Rose asks him, where does he go at night? But Donnie, Donnie just wants to be left alone. Yeah, he's, you know, teenage angst. Uh, she asks him if he's out TPing houses. We learned Donnie stopped doing that in the, in the sixth grade. So, uh, you know, we know he was a little bit of a troll maker growing up, I guess. Yeah, uh, what what I find interesting is I wonder how much problems Donnie actually has, how much so- social sociological problems, <laughs> how much problems he has with uh, society and behavioral issues. How much is it natural that that's really an issue he has and how much is it is a, a result of what's going on in the movie? Yeah, and who knows? Maybe, it's, maybe that's the reason why he was on these pills to begin with. Yeah, and I wonder if... If um, being contacted by what we'll, well, we never really learn in the movie, but what Richard Kelly explains are our beings from out of time. How much is, is his, his psychosis is a result of them communicating with him? Or maybe the fact that he had that is what led to them reaching out to him in the first place. I don't know. Maybe we'll just have to watch and find out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Rose says she doesn't recognize him, you know, who he is anymore. And Donnie uh, politely tells her that she should be taking the pills. Which, you know, she is kind of taking a medicine of her own. She seems to be uh, drinking wine quite frequently. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, that's her medicine of choice, I guess. This is the third time we're seeing her in the movie, and only the first time she doesn't have a glass of wine in her hand. Yeah, we should keep count on that, so that's, uh, that's one. 
Yeah, so um, so finally Rose leave, and Donnie waits for her to close the door to call her a bitch. Yeah, and she she hears him. She yeah. stops in her tracks, and she she looks like she wants to go turn right back and bust on the door and like kick his ass, but she continues on. The way Mayor McDonald carries herself as she walks out is almost very regal-like. You know, she's yeah. very much the matriarch of the house. Mm-hmm. And it's fitting that she carries herself like she's royalty because Richard Kelly has actually said he considers her royalty. He, It was an honor to have her in the film. And it's great because Mary McDonald felt the same way about it. Uh, she said when she, she was so excited for the part, when she heard she got cast, she uh, drove so fast she got her first ever speeding ticket. Nice. LAPD, at least they didn't kick our ass or anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I think we're winding down on yeah, this minute. I think that's just about just about it. Um, we see Donnie reading a book. Uh, not really sure what book it is just yet. I can't tell you guys that. But uh, but what we do know is he's not very far in it. It, it seems he's going on, you know, within like the first 10 pages or so. Yeah, of you it. know, maybe it's a, uh, a school project that he's, got to, that he's doing it for. We'll find out later. Uh, and I think that's just about it. All right, everyone. So if you would like to reach us on Twitter, you could find us at Donnie Darko Min. You could find me on Twitter at Hello Jello with Jello spelt like my name, G E L O. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me at Paulie K, K A Y 85. All right. And you could find us here tomorrow. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. See you later, guys. <laughs> We could live for a thousand years, but if I hurt you, I make wine from your tears. I told you that we could fly.